Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. This week's podcast features the gospel lesson and sermon from Sunday, June 7th, 2009. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. And Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. I want to tell you about Nicodemus today. I I love Nicodemus. I think he's an incredible, intriguing character in the Bible. And I don't think we put his puzzle pieces together like we could or like we should. And so I want to tell you Nicodemus' story. Keep in mind that maybe you know your pastor well enough that there's some embellishments, per se. Liberties, thank you, Scott. But this, I believe, is a fairly accurate reading of who Nicodemus was. Nicodemus, we know was a Pharisee, okay? That's a given. That's all over Scripture. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, and he was a member of the Sanhedrin, okay? What this means is Nicodemus was a man of prestige and power, authority. The people looked up to him and respected him, who came to him with their most most pressing questions of life. And their deepest questions regarding God and and Scripture. And I believe Nicodemus to be a good man. 
who took that very much to heart and, and, and pondered and, and wrestled over those questions and loved the people that he served and loved the God that he served and struggled with the, the uh, scriptures, struggled with the scrolls, and he gave the best answers he knew possible. And in his lifetime, there came this man around called Jesus, who was, why do we say it like that? I'm sorry, that was like a pastor voice of Jesus. <laughs> I don't know how that came out, but it just did, didn't it? Um, but this man came around by the name of Jesus, and he was, he was stirring up some trouble in Nicodemus' time. He was stirring up the people. He was, he was performing all kinds of miracles and, and healings. And in fact, he was even raising people from the dead. Well, that just doesn't go by unnoticed. And as part of, of the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, Nicodemus is, is compelled by this man, Jesus, and by his teachings. And, and, and he's disturbed by, by the things that are going on and the ruckus that Jesus is, is causing and creating. And yet being a man of sound teaching and law and interpretation finds himself staying up late at night thinking about his world and the community he lives in, the struggles, and this man Jesus and the things that he's doing. And he's torn. So he goes to Jesus in the middle of the night now, there are all kinds of versions of this story. Did somebody send him? Did he go afraid so he was in the middle of the night? We don't know. What we know is he went in the middle of the night. And for today, we're going to say that's because he was awake thinking. That's not such a stretch, is it? He's laying awake at night thinking, and he goes to seek out this Jesus. And he has all kinds of questions for him. And he wants so desperately to understand what a good church leader that is, isn't it? To go to the people directly and, and, and ask them, even in the middle of the night, please tell me, I, I want to understand. I want to understand who you are and, and what it is and how you think. I, and I want to know. And so Nicodemus goes to Jesus and they, they have this conversation. And there are points in the conversation where you think maybe this is some serious conflict, you know, where it looks like maybe even Jesus is being a little flippant back to him. And yet, even in that, Nicodemus is okay because the Sanhedrin does everything by argument and debate. That's how they did everything, you know. So he's comfortable with that. And they have this, this discussion of passion about God and God's people. And Jesus says to him, if you want to know God, you have to be born again. Ah, oh, Nicodemus is just throwing his arms up in the air now. And maybe Nicodemus is being a little flippant here too. And he says, what is it, a man old is going to enter back into that mother's womb? I don't think so. And Jesus says, you have to be born again of the water of the Spirit. Ah, Nicodemus leaves that night. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. In fact, he's probably more confused than what he, what he was when he first laid down that evening. But this Jesus figure so compels Nicodemus that he sticks with him. 
and he follows him, and he watches him. And he watches him heal person after person after person. And he listens to his teaching. And he listens as as a theologian, as as a teacher of the law. And there's so little that he he can really argue with and debate. And he watches Jesus heal people from the dead. And then I, I, I think the one thing that gets to him more than anything else is he watches Jesus reach out with true love, with true love and compassion for the most unlovable people. And little by little, not with some bolt of lightning, not by some burning bush delivered to Nicodemus, not, not by some great act and, and holy wind, if you will, that, that comes in a whoosh. But little by little, Nicodemus is finding himself being changed and, and being altered and, and being moved. So much so that there is a point in Scripture where we find Nicodemus defending Jesus to the Sanhedrin. Where he says, he says to the Pharisees, go and you need to go and see for yourselves to understand what's going on here. He fails in that quest. He fails in that mission. They don't go. They ignore Nicodemus just as much as they ignored everyone else. But he has that conversation. So compelled is Nicodemus. And you know the rest of the Jesus story. The Pharisees are, are successful And they get the Romans to find one of Jesus' most faithful to betray him. Jesus is hung on the cross. But do you remember? Do you remember that that man by the name of Joseph of Arimathea? Yeah? You remember him? And he asked for the body of Jesus so that he can bury Jesus. Do you remember that Nicodemus goes with Joseph? Nicodemus goes with Joseph, and Nicodemus helps to wrap the body of Jesus. And it's with the tears of Nicodemus that that shroud is sealed, and Christ is laid into the tomb. Yet I don't believe that it's at that moment that Nicodemus still gets it. I don't think it's till clear after the Sabbath is done. You know, and and Nicodemus is back at home, and and I believe he's sad, and he's grieving, and he's still just as confused, and and lack of understanding is, is as profound as it could ever be. And then he begins to hear this scuttlebutt about this Jesus, and he goes running to the disciples to find out what, what is going on, what's happened. And then that, that resurrection news that, that Jesus is alive. And it's at that moment, at that moment, as Christ raised from the dead, that Nicodemus begins to understand that it all comes crashing through, that, that this whole understanding of what it means to be born again uh, of water and the spirit all becomes light to him. And he understands that no matter how bad life can be, all those people that he had seen Jesus minister to, no matter how bad life can be, it can be even to the point of death, it is not so bad that God cannot enter into it and that God cannot create new birth. And it's at that moment that Nicodemus finally is transformed. He is so much like you and I, isn't he? 
is so much like you and I. It is a constant journey. A constant journey of, of questioning, of, of some days getting it and most days not. It's a lifelong journey and presence of coming to understand and know who Christ is. And it's only when we meet Christ as a resurrected Savior that you and I even get a glimpse of understanding. And it's from that moment on that Nicodemus lives his life as a leader in the early church. How could he not? All those leadership skills that, that he brought to the table. And he lives his life witnessing to the love of Jesus Christ and, and the promise of, of knowing that in him we have new birth. Nicodemus witnesses to, to the old and, and to the young, to, to male and female, regardless of status, for that's exactly what he saw Christ do in his life and in his walk in this place. And it's how Nicodemus is transformed. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your sex, your age, your status. It doesn't matter how, how miserable pieces of your life or your whole life just might be. There is nothing that God cannot enter into and create new birth. Just as he did for each and every one of us, just as he did for Nicodemus. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that through him, each and every one of us would know new birth. Thanks for joining us once again for this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. Please visit us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.org or stop by in person when you're around the Quad Cities area. God bless. Have a great week.